You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And today, let's continue the series. We already got our top 21 players, 21, 20, and 19 done. Let's look at number 18, 17, and 16 of the 21 Aggies we are expecting to break out in 2021. If you love this show, the NFL draft season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Starting August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow us through the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems starting on August 30th. As always, if you love this show, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast from Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, download the Odyssey app, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So we're going through 21 players in what was going to be 21 days, but instead we're going to do seven days because of the seasons right around the corner that I expect to have breakout years for Texas A&M this upcoming fall. Now, number 21 was Jameer Johnson. I don't know where he plays. I don't know if he's on the left side, the right side, guard, tackle, but him having SEC experience makes him a valuable piece coming in at number 21. Number 20, I have Leighton Robinson. Robinson's going to be a name that I think is going to make a big impact on that offensive line because he's that road blocker, that road warrior, the mauler in the trenches. You need that if you're going to have a stable run game. And number 20, uh, not number 19, my bad, number 19 is going to be Andre White Jr. I kind of preface back and forth between him and Hedron Cooper. I thought both of these two guys are going to have an immediate impact, one being the number three, one being the starter. I think Andre White's experience gives him a slight edge over Cooper, at least this year, but I wouldn't be shocked to see both of them really see significant snaps in 2021. So, number 18. I was going to go Demond Demas here. I really was, but I can't. I, I, I just can't because if he's consistently injured, he hasn't really made an impact, he's not playing right now, and there's other guys who are taking more snaps away and are stepping up. So I'm going to go with the guy that I actually was able to talk to Jimbo Fisher about this past week, and I'm going to go with Moose Muhammad III. This is a redshirt freshman who comes from an NFL background. His father, Moose Muhammad, was a Pro Bowl wide receiver during his time with the Carolina Panthers and during his time with the Chicago Bears. So he is somebody who grew up learning the ins and outs of route running. And I do think that that is tremendous value that a lot of people aren't getting. Look, you can go to as many different camps, you can go to as many different people. And the biggest thing of all, like when I was playing nine years ago versus to when these kids are coming out of high school, there are now system coaches in the areas that will work with you on certain things. Every single town seems to have a wide receivers coach, like somebody who can do a wide receiver summit a tight end summit, a running back summit. You see these guys really get more enhanced reps. And that's great. But well before this was a thing, Moose Muhammad had this in his back pocket throughout his entire time growing up in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I do think that that's going to sell. 
This is a guy who doesn't have the biggest size. I think he comes in at a six foot one or six foot two, if I'm not mistaken. But he does have really good hands. That is something that you need as a wide receiver. I don't think anybody is going to deny that. You need really strong hands to extend plays. But he also has really good feet. So when your feet are moving at the right speed and when your hands are coming up at the right time to where a defensive back is trying to close the gap on you, but instead what you're doing is you're throwing your hands up at the last second to pull that ball down and you're not having that many drops, a a cornerback or a nickel defender or a safety, they're not going to be able to swat the ball away because if your hands are still so low, you as a wide receiver have to prep and have to prepare for that ball coming in at the last second. And every single practice so far, Moose has done that. Moose has looked really, really consistent when you see his hands kind of fire up at the last second. He just kind of lets them fly and then starts running. But again, also at the same time, very, very, very consistent route runner. One of these guys who can work the slant route really well. Hit the corner pattern, hit the post, go use the fly. A lot of different things you can like about this. A lot of different things that make this player stand out. And I think the other thing of all that really helps him is he wasn't a superstar in the sense of, you know, recruiting. He wasn't like this big time recruit coming out. I think he was, if I'm not mistaken, a three star. Yeah, a three or, or a low four. He wasn't that big. He, he was in the 90s, but he was like the number 30th or 31st wide receiver in the country. So he wasn't a name that was expected to make this immediate impact right away. He was a guy who was expected to be kind of a project. But every single practice, my eyes continue to see number seven. Number seven is working on the outside. Number seven is working in the slot. And I do think that there is value there because of you really don't know who's going to be your superstar wide receivers this year. You don't know anybody. Like even Chase Lane, who I do think is going to be your de facto number one because Anaya Smith is going to be doing so much of everything else. You look at a guy like Chase Lane, you don't know if he's going to put up number one numbers. He's just going into the year as your top receiver because of, again, last season, he was your top receiver. And same thing with Caleb Chapman, who I think could be a number one, but he's coming off a torn ACL. So there's a lot of question marks in that position overall. A guy like Moose can play any single spot. You can line him up as your flanker. You probably will use him as a split end, but a very small split end, like somebody who has to make a ton of plays on the short to intermediate. Hopefully, you're throwing the ball low because if he's not going to be able to win with those contested catches against six foot two cornerbacks in coverage, especially in press coverage at the top. So you're going to have to throw it at the center of his chest and he's going to have to make those plays. But he can do it. He really can. And every single play... There's a highlight. There's something that sticks out about number seven. And he reminds me a lot of Steve Smith. Physical, guy works really well in the slot, good after the catch, and isn't afraid to use his body to pick up extra downs. Physical guy, really, really physical wide receiver. But with all that physicality also comes finesse. And he looks very consistent, winning at the highest point in the slot. On the outside, it's a little tough, but I do think you can use him in a multitude of ways. I expect number seven to have a bigger impact than Demond Demas for now. And there are some question marks overall with Demas if he's even going to make an immediate impact this year or ever at Texas A&M. But like I said, this is the biggest thing of all. You have the NFL background from your dad. You don't get that. Not everybody gets that. 
Other kids have to work twice as hard. They have to go to camps. They have to go, you know, meet up with wide receiver coaches. They have to stay after practice. You were able to start working that as a young boy. And I do think that when you look at that part of the story and that part of the equation, Moose Muhammad may actually walk away as Texas A&M's number one wide receiver by the end of 2021. I'm not doubting that. Like, I would not put that against me. But he still has to prove himself. He's a redshirt freshman. He didn't play. So now it's time to see him step up. It's time to see what he can do as a redshirt freshman this year. I actually do believe that he could be in for a really, really, really big time season. Guys, let's talk about something that really is uncomfortable and actually is really uncomfortable when you break it down. And that would be sweating. And you know when you sweat and you know when you perspire that there's a lot of times it's under pressure. And sometimes that sweat can take forever to go away. I'll tell you this right now. I work out every single morning after my national radio show. I come home. I shower right away. I still smell like rotten eggs afterwards. So I got to be able to find an antiperspirant that works best for me to be able to not sweat at a consistent level. That's why I like to use Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants because you simply apply it the night before at bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash it off, and go about your day without ever having to worry about sweat. Guaranteed. I know that this sounds too good to be true, but I have used it. I commend it. I represent this, and I am very proud to say that it keeps me dry the entire time. No more pitting. No more picking out my shirt. No more BO at all. If you love someone and you know that someone is dealing with this, make sure you have them check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use the promo code LOCKEDON or visit them at Amazon or get your local product at CVS. Stop the sweat and feel confident in yourself when you go ahead and use Sweatblock. I'll tell you what I hate wasting money on things that I don't need. And one of the biggest places I do is when I go to a car spot. I know how to install most pieces on my car, but the problem is that I don't know where to get the parts. So I had to pay an installment fee, a shipping fee, a service fee. And of course I got to give the guy something a little special because if he did take the time out of his day to make my car much better. That's why I recommend you use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto part family business that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from brake pads to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Heck, I was able to find a new brake light for the back of my car, get it shipped to my house, and install it within 48 hours after the purchase. It's very simple to get, and it's very easy to navigate through all of their auto part systems when you look through their catalog. Go visit rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com, it's the place to be. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going through our list. I actually have Moose Muhammad higher than Devon Demas. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for that because there's going to be so many people out there going, well, why not Demas? It really proves it. I, I can't really go with anybody else. Now, number 17. This is somebody who has proven it. Somebody who has shown that he can be effective, especially on short yarded situations. And I do think that he will actually end up moving back in a few years for Joshua Moten to kind of take over his spot in 2022. But that would be, of course, Antonio Johnson. Johnson is a guy who, the second I watched his film coming out of Illinois, I forget the high school, but it was right outside of Chicago. When I started watching his film, immediately I fell in love with him. This is what the next hybrid safety needs to be. Somebody who can do a little bit of everything. The way I look at it is, remember Jamal Adams when he was coming out 
when he was really good in coverage, when he was able to do a little bit of everything, he could play a little bit deeper. He had enough speed to cover slot receivers from the actual back end. He was physical. He could blitz. He could play the run. Antonio Johnson is a lot like that. And the biggest thing is he's come a long way from coming out of high school to really showing off that he has some good speed. That's the biggest thing. He is a big guy as well. Like he is six foot three, but he's 190. So he's got that nice little tight kind of frame that allows him to move very fast off the line of scrimmage, allows him to play those blitz, allows him to work up field. He can do a lot of against anything. And I think about this for a second. He had a block pass against Sam Howell in the Orange Bowl. He also had an interception, almost had an interception against Mississippi State. He also worked as a blitzer. I think he had five pressures last year for the nickel spot. And the other thing is, you know, he can play in space. You can play him as kind of like your rover safety, where if you wanted to have, you know, like say Brian George come in and then you move Jalen Jones inside instead of playing outside. You have him play the nickel formation and you still want to play a three safety set. You could actually play Damani Richardson as your box safety. You could play Johnson as more of your rover. And then you could actually play either Leon O'Neal or I would say in this case, Keldrick Harper as your cover one roaming safety on the back end as last resort. There's a lot of ways to use him. And that's also the biggest question mark. Where do you use him? Right now, he is listed as the starting nickel defender, but he isn't a nickel corner. Like, he's not your your average nickel defender. He's more of like your dime defender, if anything else. But you want to play him because he is so versatile. And he has shown that he is a great player, especially against the line. When you look at him, he is a physical specimen, and he is not afraid to lay down the hammer. Like, that's the biggest thing. He is not afraid to lay down the hammer and deliver a pure strike, like a smack. That is exactly what kind of player you're getting from him. And he's a little bit like, like he's he's a mix. He's just as good as coverage in Leon O'Neal. He's kind of like uh, Eric Young, kind of like Damani Richardson. You can play him in the, in the box. He can do a little bit of everything, but you have to keep him on the field. Like that's the biggest thing. Antonio Johnson, you cannot take off the field. He made too many good plays last year and is continuing to build off of his season. It was why when Devin Morris went down, they didn't go to a Brian George on the outside and move Jalen Jones inside. It's why they didn't go to Joshua Moten just yet. They went with Antonio Johnson because they knew they had to play him. They knew they had to get this kid on the field because he was making so much of an impact in practice and he's doing it again. I mean, there's very little that you see in practice every single time that we're allowed to go out there. But when you watch him in practice... He does move well, and he does make a lot of plays on the ball. It may not be this year that he's playing that full strike intimidating box safety, which ultimately I think that's where he lands because I do think he is more Jamal Adams than a Marcus May, more of a uh, Jamal Adams than a, uh, like a, like a Justin Simmons kind of player. He's not that guy you want in coverage. He's that guy you want more of in a zone style, but he can make a big impact, and I think that that's the reason why he's going to be your starting nickel defender. The way Mike Elko's defense runs so much zone, you can play him in that nickel and feel a little bit comfortable. I don't know if you can say that about other pieces and about other players, so that's really the biggest question mark. As long as you feel comfortable with him playing more of that zone and run first style, yeah, I actually think that he will be a tremendous player for you in 2021. But the question is, 
where does he fit after this year and where does he fit this year? I think right now, by default, until an injury happens, he is going to be your nickel defender. But let's just say Leon O'Neal gets hurt, Damani Richardson gets hurt. You can play him as your strong safety. You could probably play him as your free safety, and it would work allowing you to play a Brian George on the outside, a Jalen Jones on the inside, maybe a Joshua Moten, maybe an Eric Young if you want to go to that dime backer style. There's a lot of ways you can use him, but the one thing you have to remember is Antonio Johnson. If he is off the field, there is a problem with him. That doesn't mean that he there's a problem with this game. That means he is not healthy or he is not at 100% because he is a player that you need on that field every single snap. It's that time of year again, and we know that football is right around the corner. Teams are getting back to the gridiron, so why don't we go ahead and start this year off right by getting in our bets. But make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust, that's betonline.ag. Get updates, odds, props, contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar mega NFL contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo by making a bet on Thursday, September 9th during the season opener between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. It's only though for new customers. So make sure you use the promo code NFL100. And of course, you can always bet on football, basketball, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino game. Even blackjack, you can do it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Don't wait to take advantage. Go ahead and get all these great deals. And when you use the promo code Locked On, you will receive a welcome bonus up to 100% with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. The betting on college football does not have to be hard when you listen to the brand new Locked On Podcast, hosted by Boyd Q, handicapping expert, Get the picks, broad specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast listening systems. All right, let's continue this. Number 16. This is a tough one. Because again, I'm looking at these players, I'm looking at the names that I think are going to have great years, and a few are kind of sitting right in that middle level of superstar versus also kind of on the down low. I almost want to go with a quarterback here, but I'm going to wait one more day. I think a quarterback can be a little bit higher. So number 16, I'm going to go with Caleb Chapman. This is a guy who could be a lot higher, and I would have no doubt if he finishes higher on my postseason, and I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now. At the end of the year, I'm going to review every single one of these picks, say if they were too high, too low, or just right. I could actually see Caleb Chapman being one of the higher ones. Because again, the biggest thing with him is you're banking on what you saw in the first two weeks, really three weeks, I guess, because he didn't really make an impact on Alabama, but he still technically played against Alabama. You're going to be able to see what he can do as a vertical option for this offense, for Haynes King or Zach Calzada both of whom I know Jimbo Fisher is trying to say can extend plays deep, deep, deep downfield. That is the type of player that you're getting. But the question is, how valuable will he be? How much will he play? How much will he be able to make an impact? But when he's on the field, good luck. This is a six foot five, 200 pound wide receiver who is known for getting over the top of defenses. Very good speed, very good size, very good hands. Everything about him screams number one wide receiver mentality. But I don't think I can put him much higher because, again, he's coming off of a torn ACL. 
but he showed against Florida, the number three team in the country that weekend that they got the upset over the Gators, that he can be a big threat. He can be your big play element guy. And every single team that is successful right now in the NFL, every single team that's successful in college football, you have three things at the wide receiver position. You have a vertical option, whoever that is. You have a good, stable slot option, somebody who is moving the chains on third down, keeping drives alive, letting the clock work. And finally, probably the biggest one of all, you have a possessional receiver. You have a guy that's getting 50, seven, I mean 70, 80, 90 catches a season, averaging 13.2, 14.1 yards per catch. Maybe not a touchdown guy. Maybe a guy who has five or six touchdowns on the year, but he's leading your team in receiving yards. He's leading your team in receptions. And he's doing the most on yards after the catch. That is your possessional receiver. He is the guy that you're targeting around the 8 to 15 range. The guy who's the vertical option is about the 15 to 25 range. Then you have your slot guy. He's more of like your 5 to 9 range. Those are kind of the areas. Every single team that is successful in the NFL today has all three of those. Now, some teams you know, rely heavily on defense, but everyone has, I think, at least the option of using those players. And that's the thing I use when I'm grading teams, when I'm looking at offenses, who I think are going to be the most dynamic. If you're missing one of those elements, I knock you down a notch. And a and I think, can have that as long as Chase Lane is your possessional. I'm going to go Anaya Smith for right now being your slot guy and Caleb Chapman going over the top. That's the biggest thing, is that he can make an immediate impact. And again... This is a big, big year for the wide receivers at Texas A&M because Anaya Smith is going to be playing in the slot. You're going to have Moose Muhammad playing in the slot. You're going to have Hezekiah Jones playing on the outside when he comes back. You're also having two tight ends and Jalen Weidemeyer and Baylor Cup really add an extra ump to this team at the tight end position. But I do think you need a game changer. Somebody has to step up at the number one wide receiver. And what I mean by that is whether it comes in the slot whether it comes on the edge, whether it comes as the vertical threat, somebody has to step up. Last season, I do believe we would not be having this conversation if Caleb Chapman did not tear his ACL. If he did not tear his ACL last season in week three, that would be your number one receiver going into the year. And maybe he still is, maybe he isn't. What he will be though, is your team's vertical threat. If he can be your vertical threat, your deep threat down the field, He's going to make this team so much better and more dynamic and more explosive. And he may only get 30 catches a year, but let's look at the yards per catch. Is he getting 30 catches on six-yard slants, or is he getting 30 catches on 22-yard vertical routes? Is he going on the seam pattern and making a big impact on, like, say, a 12-yard catch, and then he adds, hmm, let's go another 9 or 10 yards after the catch for a 21-yard gain, a 22-yard gain. Is that the type of offense you're getting? You look at what he can bring to the outside. This is the type of receiver that A&M was missing last year. This is why I think people were kind of talking negatively about A&M's offense. They were too run dependent because they didn't have that vertical threat. DeMond Demas wasn't playing that well. He barely actually played at all. And Caleb Chapman was hurt. Caleb Chapman will be the vertical threat for Texas A&M. Will it be influential? Maybe. But if so, oh. It's going to be scary. It's going to be exactly what Texas A&M is missing. So again, in conclusion, number 21, Jameer Johnson. Number 20, you have Layden Robinson. Number 19, Andre White. Number 18, Moose Muhammad III. Number 17, Antonio Johnson. And number 16, Caleb Chapman. 
That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. I'll be back tomorrow to break down number 15, 14, and 13 respectively. Hint, a quarterback, one quarterback. The guy that I think is going to win the job overall is in that list. You're not going to want to miss the show. See you tomorrow. And remember, forgive me all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.